We have another live show for you guys. We're coming back to New York City because I'm back in town. We put something together for May 15th. We're back at Sesh Comedy. Show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 7 p.m. I'm so excited. We loved Sesh when we were there the last time. I'm pumped to be able to do another show back in New York so soon. So Wednesday, May 15th. For tickets, head to our website at findingmrheight.com slash live. That's findingmrheight.com slash live. You can get your tickets right there. That ticket link will be up as you are hearing this announcement. And the venue is BYOB. So if you want a drink, bring a drink. If you like a Diet Coke, bring a Diet Coke. And we're going to hang out afterwards. We can say hello to everybody. Hope to see you all there. See you there. And then in very small letters, like squeezed in at the bottom as if he had realized like, "Mm, I should probably say something else. It said, P.S. Sorry about last summer. I was in a bad place. You're a great person. And your salmon is amazing. What? Why about the salmon? Like, I thought that he ghosted me because I made shitty salmon. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. I'm Allie. I'm back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, how are you? I'm great. I am out of Los Angeles for a little bit. I am staying with my parents right now because I am actually freezing my eggs. So, you know, not even two seconds in, and (laughs) you know a lot about me. We're just diving right into your ovaries is what we're doing. Exactly. There are a lot of people looking at my ovaries right now. Well, as you know, I am going to be going through egg freezing myself later this year, so we'll definitely have to circle back on that because I'm excited to dive into that together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am completely open to discussing it. I think the more women talk about sort of this type of fertility stuff, like I I think the better. I think having these open dialogues is really important, and so I think that we should be a part of that. I totally agree. But yeah, besides that... um, Life is good. It's fun. You know, it's always funny to be staying with your parents. Um, I actually listened to our Monday episode with my mom. Where we talked extensively about your mom. Exactly. Where we talked about um, how it can be like what it's like to talk to parents about dating. And so we had a couple of funny conversations. So before she even heard the episode, she asked me where I met or how, like which app I'd met the cyclist on. Mm. And which... Quick update. We are still conversing. Things are going great. well. I feel great about it. However, there will be no updates while I am out of town. Like, fair. You know, say the So she, I tell her hinge and the Rose story and everything. And she goes, is that a reputable one? <laughs> I know. I was like, no, mom. No. It's not, actually. I'm on an irreputable Yes, this is the one that matches you with um, people who hinge is the like gates on a prison door. That's what it's referring to. These, That's this what is I like heard. <laughs> absurd, amazing. Because also, <laughs> let's say that it was a, and now I'm going to use the correct word, disreputable mm-hmm. app. Would you say yes? Like you wouldn't answer that question, yes. I know. I know. It's like, what? Like, yes, mom. I, I, I'm like on the sketchy app air quotes. Like what I, you know, there really is none even like whatever. Oh, it's how you meet is how you meet. We're, as we've said. How you meet is how you meet. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't have many personal updates. I have one like weird story, 
But I was telling you earlier that it's been very weird this week because I have an old TikTok video blowing up out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. This has been happening to a couple of old videos. This video is from January. It's my ghosting text script video. That is an, that's like an eternally important video. I think it should be blowing up all the time. I I appreciate that. Um, But I thought that it was a perfect time because that video is blowing up for us to talk about ghosting. Yes, I think it is a great topic that we would be remiss if we did not cover it. First, I have a little bit of a story time. Um, I did not accidentally video call anyone this week. You know what? Gold star. <laughs> one one week, no video call. I was going to say, should we have a whiteboard on the wall that just yes. says how many days it's been since I've accidentally video Like how many days without an incident? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, I did. I think this actually might qualify as an incident. It's in a similar vein. Here's what happened. So I was in bed and I was, you know, doing that thing where you're supposed to be sleeping, but instead you're scrolling on whatever you're doing on your phone. So I was in bed. I was like in the dark, like scrolling through my phone. And I got a notification from Clubhouse. Are you familiar with Clubhouse, the app? Yeah, I'm on Clubhouse. I enjoy it to like talk to people about Bravo. It's it's nice. It's fine. Yeah. I, I'm on Clubhouse, but I have never one time used it. Like, I think I should, but I don't really know. It's, I don't know. It seems like a lot. Anyway, so I'm on Clubhouse. So I get a notification from Clubhouse that somebody has joined. And if you follow Raina Greenberg from Girls Gotta Eat podcast, she posted a story about how Clubhouse only notifies you when people you've slept with have joined the app. Yes. So it's like the Facebook recommended friends, aka people it, you literally never want to speak to. Yes, it is exactly that. That is the only time that Clubhouse notifies me is if somebody that I didn't even remember, I had their number saved joins cruel so i get this notification that an ex of mine has joined clubhouse and the notification says like so and so has joined clubhouse do you want to welcome them in Mm -hmm. so i'd like to check out what he's doing on clubhouse so i click this notification and it brings you into a chat room with them yes yeah when you open it creates a room in the house with them yeah or it has you join a room with him and his three friends Oh no, who had also gone to join him? Uh-huh. Oh my god. Wait. Okay. So like, do you click the button to like leave quietly, which is just like a hilarious way to exit, or do you like hang out and hope they don't talk shit about you? Like, what? Uh, so, I left quietly, and by left quietly, I mean that like as far as they're concerned, I left quietly in my room. I left very loudly. This yeah, this has like major phone throwing energy to it. I feel like I that actually should be my incident tracker is a, a, a phone throwing energy type of Ooh, incident. Ooh, I like that a lot. Um, and we are at zero days on that metric. <laughs> so wait, okay. Um, how do you handle this situation? Are you guys on a talking uh, in on talking terms or do you just like pretend this never happened? So we are on talking terms, except that he sometimes talks in ways that I would prefer he didn't. Okay, little boundary pusher. Little boundary pusher. He's a lot of a boundary pusher. Um, mm. Which when we were dating, honestly, I kind of liked. But now that he is dating somebody else, I kind of don't. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's that kind of boundary pusher. So I actually texted him because I just knew that he would have seen. Like, I just knew that there was no getting around the fact that I had done this. So I texted him and I like said like, mm, that was me. Sorry. And that was it. But so... I think what we can safely assume is that he is on his own podcast processing the mixed signals that Allie is sending him. Yes. One minute she says, don't text me anymore. The next minute she's joining private clubhouse chat rooms. I just can't figure this girl out. 
Oh my god, this is so funny. Well, um, your loss is our gain in terms of both content and like filling my night with laughter. So thank you. So I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less. And part of that is that I'm cooking at home more. But when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really still been loving Factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, and they have so many options too. Every week, their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from. So you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. It's so easy. It's no fuss and no mess. It's so great. And I've also been really enjoying their add-ons that they have. So they have breakfast, they have on-the-go lunches if you don't work from home. I've been ordering their snacks recently to have like a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. And I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. And they also are celebrating Earth Day all month. You can look for their Earth Month Eats badge on their menu. And that will be meals that have the lowest carbon footprint. So shout out to Factor for that one. That's pretty cool. So you can head to factormeals.com slash FMH50 and use code FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. God. So on that note, let's talk about ghosting where I can continue to tell mortifying stories. Exactly. Let's just continue down this path. So before I think we like really get into what it's like to be ghosted, what it's like to do the ghosting, I think we should define our terms and discuss like what it actually means to ghost. So I was thinking we could sort of play a game where I propose a scenario to you and you let me know with your crime gavel if it is a yes (laughs) ghost or a no ghost situation. I really need to buy a gavel. I like this idea. Um, As you know, I also have a video of a ghosting flowchart where you can like go through a flowchart to determine if you've been ghosted and you could also play this game. And all these videos are on the Finding Mr. Height TikTok as well as the Finding Mr. Height Instagram. So um, if anybody wants to like view that as a corollary, as a uh, view along with the podcast, please do. So um, first we have a situation where you're messaging in the app it's feeling fun. You're getting to know each other. There's that quick back and forth, cute. And all of a sudden you've asked a question. You're eager for that response. Nothing. So there's no, you haven't scheduled a date. You've just been, no date is scheduled. No number exchange. You're, or potentially maybe you're still, maybe you've switched to text and you're still communicating, but no dates on the table. This is very rude, but it's not ghosting. It is decided. So it will be bang my gavel i i think that so a lot of people when i say this when i say that it's not ghosting if you haven't met in person or not in person if you haven't been on a date because dates can be virtual or have a date like actually scheduled that it's not ghosting a lot of people will come back at that and say well what if you've been talking to somebody for over a longer period of time and you're invested in them and you know then it really really feels terrible when they disappear on you and to that i will say don't do that so You are saying it is not a great idea to really pour your heart out, like really sort of get to know somebody over text before you get some version of face-to-face virtual included. Yeah, because what you're doing is you're generating this idea of them in your head that likely doesn't even exist because you're, it's most of it's conjecture. You're projecting things onto them and you're then going to be severely potentially disappointed either when it doesn't lead to a date or when you go on that date and they aren't what you built them up to be. 
Yeah, it's funny you say that. Whenever, um, I don't know if you know this song, and I have a feeling I'm not going to do it justice, or I don't have a feeling I know for a fact because I'm a terrible singer. Um, whenever a friend describes doing this, sending, you know, they'll describe it as a big positive, like work. We send each other these like paragraphs and paragraphs of text. I'm so excited to meet him. I'm singing in my head that song. Okay, I can't believe I'm about to do this. Building a mystery. <laughs> I I don't know what song you mean. I think you should keep singing. I can't go on. Um, <laughs> no, I get it. Um, yes, it's like you're building. By the way, you've made my dream come true of making this a karaoke podcast. I was going to say, you, the listeners should know, Ali is a karaoke queen and I am far from it. I need the background vocals turned up so loud that you can't even hear me. <laughs> karaoke is all about effort and charisma. Anyway, which you have plenty of both. So thank you. Thank you. But yes, you are so right. It's like you're building up this fake person that it's not even that the person that you meet might be bad. It's that they just are going to be different from what you've built up. It's like when you have like gotten really invested in a book series and then you see the movie and the characters are completely different from the way that you imagine them while you were reading the books. That's a great analogy. I love that. Yeah, it's like you've created this picture of what like Draco Malfoy looks like and then they cast that kid and you're like, what? Literally that, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, don't do that. Don't have these long drawn out interactions with somebody without actually going out with them. Okay, so rude, disappointing, not ghosting. That's where we're at on like the eternal messaging disappearance. Yes, indeed. Great. Changing the situation a little bit. What about you've now had that date? A date has happened and you feel meh about it. And so you decide not to reach out and the other person doesn't reach out to you. Has a ghosting occurred in either direction? No, that's a great scenario. You're on the same page. Yes. Okay. I agree with you. I like to think of this as like a mutual decision to not continue. (laughs) Absolutely. It's like a, you know, a handshake part ways type of situation. And I also will say that even if you had a great time and neither of you reaches out, it is still not ghosting because in order Mm -hmm. for it to be ghosting in my little ghosting flow chart, you have to have reached out to them and gotten no response. That makes sense because also the person can't read your mind. Like they have, they may have perceived it as meh and can't possibly know unless you say I had a great time. Want to go out again that you thought it was great. Right. Right. And I always say too, like I overcorrect when I'm on a date for, I I had a really great time. I'd love to do this again because I know that I can come across a little bit like neutral if I don't overcorrect. I've gotten that feedback. Well, good for you to hear it, integrate it, manifest it. (sighs) Working on it. So yeah, that's not ghosting. Okay. Not ghosting. So now um, I'm going to try and keep this one on the bubble because I, to sort of reveal what I think up front, I think this one um, leans ghosting, but um, let's say you have like a vague plan such as let's check in with each other later in the week. And so you feel like a date is on the table, whether it's a first or second, maybe matters. I don't know. You let me know, but no one then the person who said let's check in later then does not check in later yeah I think the wording that you framed there of let's check in later first of all I fucking hate that just as a thing that has been said 
because yeah no I I, I tried to make it like not ideal <laughs> yeah no not ideal but in that scenario it's like it is truly on the bubble because like that person isn't really committing to following up later which is the reason that I do not like the phrase but I just but I don't know if it's like truly ghosting if you don't say if you don't check in mm-hmm but if you morph it slightly to where the person has said, I will, I'll check in with you later this week or something like that. Now they've not followed up on something they said they were going to do. Right. Or if, if I have a crazy schedule and I say, I have a crazy schedule, I'll let you know when I'm free. And then I say, I just firmed up my plans. I'm free Wednesday. And they then don't respond. Do we now have a ghost? Oh, ghost. A hundred percent. If you, I think in general with like any of these, any of these scenarios, once you've gone on a date or you have a date scheduled, if you reach out to them and do not hear back, ghosting. Agreed. And then I think we're then just in degrees of egregiousness. Yes. Yes. Which is, we can lead right into the worst ghosting experience that I've ever had to the point where my friends refer to him as the ghost. Beautiful. Yeah. So now that we've defined our terms, let's talk a little bit about when ghosting is happening to you. And I think it's, it's happened to me. It's happened to you. It's happened to all of us. And we will discuss later us doing the ghosting. So there's like being the recipient or the perpetrator and the victim of ghosting. So now, so for right now, we're going to talk about being the victim. Yes. But yeah, we, we will note upfront that we have not always been the blameless victim in these scenarios though this is an anti-ghosting podcast and we don't do it anymore. Correct. We have grown. We are mature now. Yes. Um, So this happened about, gosh, seven years ago, maybe. It was before Bumble or maybe even Tinder, but definitely before Bumble and Hinge. I had met this guy on OkCupid on the computer. So before dating apps. And we had a date scheduled for like the following Wednesday. My roommate and I went out on a Friday night and ended up meeting him at a bar randomly. Oh, this is the spontaneous meet. This is actually not the spontaneous meet. This is a different spontaneous meet. I've done it twice. My mind is blown. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Okay. Keep going. I'm sorry. So different time. So we, we ended up just talking to this guy and his friend at a bar that we went to that Friday night like got to talking more and realized that we were going out that following Wednesday. So it was just crazy coincidence. So that was kind of our first date. Wednesday ended up being our second date. We started dating and immediately started hanging out a lot. I met all of his friends. He met all of my friends. My roommate actually dated that other friend from the bar for a while. He was living on a mattress on the floor with a box for a nightstand. That's a different story. This is cute, wild, scary. This is, this story has everything. (laughs) Okay. So we're dating. We were dating for like, I don't know, like maybe six to eight weeks, somewhere in, somewhere in that range. Hadn't had the, are we boyfriend and girlfriend conversation, but we were hanging out like at least four times a week and meeting each other's friends. So he came with me and my friends to the beach one day and it was like in August And while we were at the beach, he borrowed my roommate's copy of The Great Gatsby, which will become important later. Okay. He borrows her copy of The Great Gatsby. We like have this great day at the beach. And then we all go back to the city. And as we're getting off the subway, he and I had plans to have dinner that night. He was going to come over. I was going to cook. So we part ways. We like kiss goodbye at the subway. He's like, okay, I'll see you at seven. 
we walk in different directions. It's getting closer and closer to seven. I haven't heard from him. I check in. I don't hear back. I never hear back. Wait, you had a plan to meet up and he just didn't show? Yes. Or he never showed up. Was he alive? Or said anything. So that was what I thought. I'm like, this dude is dead. Like, you've seen that episode of Sex in the City. Yes. Like, coming from a place of empathy and concern and worry, like, you would absolutely worry about their safety first. Yes. Especially because, like, it's not a random guy that I was supposed to meet up with. Like, this is a guy I've been dating for two months. And he was supposed to be at my apartment at a certain time. And he never showed. And he wasn't picking up his phone. Things were going through. Like, tech messages were going through. And his phone was on. So I'm like, I I don't know what's going on. So I left him a couple voicemails, you know, texted a few times. I didn't have any of his friends' contact information. Um, So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So I texted him and called him a few times over the course of the next week or so. Mostly like, are you okay? Like, I just, I'm concerned. Yeah. And I would be turning from sort of worry to anger at around this point. Yeah. So like as the week, especially because the texts continue to go through and the calls continue to ring. So I'm like, this guy is alive. So finally I sent him a text message that just said, listen, I just need to know for my sanity. Are you alive? Check yes or no. And he wrote back and I quote, yes, I am alive. Unbelievable. How badly did you just want to chew him out? So badly, but I actually rolled it back and I said, okay, good. If you could just return my roommate's copy of The Great Gatsby, that would be great. And I said that because it has like, it has sentimental value to her. There were like notes and stuff from middle school, it's whatever, but also not his book. He did not reply to that. I'm like, all right. So I told my roommate, I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I don't think you're getting the book back. I will never lend your belongings out again. <laughs> my bad. So fine. Months go by. We're in, it was cold by at the time, part of this next story. So January, February, something like that. Twas a cold, long winter. Twas a cold. It was a dark and lonely night. Um, <laughs> I come home from work. I walk into my building and my doorman hands me a book. And it's The Great Gatsby. Uh, the doorman's involvement is amazing. I. <laughs> so he's like, this, this came for you. I was like, okay. So I'm like, obviously I know immediately what it is, who it's from, whatever. So I go to like throw it in my bag. And my doorman said, I think there's a note inside. Um, Sir? Definitely read it, but I'm also glad he said that because I don't think I would have checked. This note was like a yellow piece of paper, like torn out of a notepad, hastily written on like a kindergartner's handwriting. And in huge letters, in huge letters, it said, here's the book back. Sorry. Was it in crayon or pen? I, it was in pen. <laughs> okay. That's at least acceptable. And then in very small letters, like squeezed in at the bottom as if he had realized like, "Mm, I should probably say something else. It said, P.S. Sorry about last summer. I was in a bad place. You're a great person. And your salmon is amazing. What? Why about the salmon? Like, I thought that he ghosted me because I made shitty salmon. (laughs) That is so insane. I wonder if he was like, I'll just I'll just think of something nice to say. The salmon. The salmon's good. Like, oh like I had God. been stressing as if I had been stressing for the last six months that this man didn't come over because he didn't want to eat my food. That is, but that is like, it's so irrelevant, but also kind of narcissistic for him to think. Like, it, it's crazy. Yeah, nuts. So 
so I like, I was like, oh my God. So I, I'd already deleted his number at this point. So I'm like, just whatever. Gave my roommate back her book. And then very soon after that, I actually ran into him on the street while I was walking to work. We were like walking in opposite directions and past each other on the sidewalk. And I was pretty sure that he saw me, but I just like kept it moving. Mm -hmm. And so the next morning I took a different route so that I would not see him, but he also took a different route and I saw him again. Okay. So he definitely saw you the first time. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That is New York nightmare status where it's such like, what are the odds? Insane. And like, uh, yeah, I also have seen him on Bumble a few times. One time we matched because I just thought it would be funny. The ghost. That's my, that's my ultimate ghosting story. That is awful. And frankly, I should have gone first because I cannot (laughs) come close to that. My ghostings are so pedestrian. Honestly, I envy you, but please tell me yours. So I, I would just say like a recent one that definitely affected me was I had been, so this was like 2020. So just to orient people in time, it was a, it was COVID times. We had been going out for about six weeks and we're on a pace of about a date a week, maybe a couple times we did two dates or something. And we were having a great time and these were marathon dates, you know, like six hours having multiple meals together. Like we would walk, we would spend like the day at the beach, then come back and make dinner, then play games until one in the morning. Like it was very fun. And I thought we were having a great time. Sounds like you were. Yeah. Oh, true. Objectively we were. So then um, we had already established that we would do something the, like the weekend, the weekend was a couple days away and we had decided we were going to do something. And reasonable minds may differ and I'm open to everybody having a different comfort level with when to meet friends. I personally don't view it as a huge thing. I'm close with my, my pod or my bubble or whatever. I, we have spent like, I, frankly, they've saved my life in COVID. And so, um, without phrasing it to him as I think it's time for you to meet my friends, please come to this event. I literally said, Hey, some friends are, planning a game night for Friday. How about you come with me? Super breezy. Great. So cash. I thought. Also, you guys have been playing games. So like, that sounds like something he would enjoy. Exactly. We were playing cards. We were playing Scrabble. We were, he worked for a video game company. Like he loves games. Yeah. So this should have been a freaking slam dunk. Hardly. No response. What? Yeah. Not. Not even a no? What? Nope. Not even a, I don't feel comfortable or, whoa, that's like way too much. Or like, how about just us this weekend still? Like, I'm not ready for that, but how about just us? Yeah. Nothing. Just nothing. So what'd you do? So actually, before I tell you what I did, I have a question for you. How long do you think someone should wait before they sort of follow up? Great question because, and we will get into my ghosting text script in a moment, but I do have a text script for what you can say when you're trying to call it a ghost, but you're right. Like, when do you send it? I think it depends on your individual communication cadence with this person. So like, if you guys are texting all the time, every day, then ghosting can happen after a couple of days because you usually talk all the time, every day. And we definitely had a pretty rapid text cadence where he was checking in with me every day. And was very quick draw McGraw on responses. 
Yeah. So I waited 24 hours. I think that's fine. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I went with 24 almost like to the dot because <laughs> I couldn't make myself. Well, especially because it's not even just you waited 24 hours after you asked him on a date and he, and he didn't respond. Like that's actually yeah. like a, a, an especially egregious example of ghosting. Yeah, I agree. He did not respond to the follow-up. What? Yeah. Oddly enough, hilariously, this was around Halloween. And I was walking through, I was like walking down a street near my house. And a lot of people in LA decorate like Halloween. It's like a big thing. Mm -hmm. And somebody had a a big ghost hanging from a tree. And so I joked with a friend, (laughs) should I took a picture of it? And I was like, should I just send this? (laughs) What's happening? But anyway, but so I did not, I did not. Did you never speak to him again? So he finally on that Friday actually did text me and said, and frankly, he owned up to it properly where he said I basically freaked out I w- I'm not ready to meet your friends and you you sent me this super great positive message you did not put any pressure on me and I it deserved a response and I was like yeah it did yes it did yes it did did he also like end things in that text message or had you already decided I think that there was sort of a, I would call it, I guess, like a mutual ending at that point. I wasn't going to sort of try to rectify, and I don't think he was either. I think he knew it was too far to gone. And so I basically said, it's been a great, I've had an absolutely great time hanging out with you. However, even if you, you're allowed to be uncomfortable with what I proposed, but I cannot date somebody who can't communicate that. And he basically was like, that's totally fair. Yeah, because especially if, and also, although he is, like, he was clearly very triggered by you asking him to meet your friends by, you know, something else that he's been through probably. And Mm -hmm. that is a lot. Like, there's, there's clearly, like, a lot to unpack there that maybe you just, yeah, you were better off not dealing with. Well, the text script that... I've sort of like crafted over the years, honestly, this is something I had before I even had a TikTok, but the text script that I've sort of crafted over the years is, hi, blank, I'm taking your silence to mean that you're no longer interested in seeing each other. I'm disappointed I didn't hear that from you directly, and I hope you'll consider treating the next person with more respect. I'm looking to date someone with good communication, and I'm sure they will be too. That is beautiful. I love that. And what is the typical reaction to that? Is it, are they sort of like, whoa, and then just silent? Or do they come back with anger? What's been the, what's been your typical response? So the people that I've sent it to, and I've only sent this, this particular exact scripted one to two people, but both of them have responded extremely positively, like similar to what your guy said in terms of you're right, my bad, sorry. I have gotten some submissions from my followers because I post these, for those who don't know, I post these text scripts as TikTok and Instagram videos. And then they are also on my website at findingmrheight.com. Um, and so people use them. And I have gotten some submissions where people respond with anger um, or hmm. like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you thought, you know, how presumptuous are you kind of thing. Um, mm. And that just means that you didn't want to date that person anyway. 
no kidding. Just what a total confirmation of the decision of, you know, <laughs> the decision that you've made to not move forward with that person. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people then when I talk about this script will say like, well, ghosting is your answer. They're already, you already know they don't want to date you. And yeah, that's true. But that's not actually why I send it. I don't send it because I need confirmation that they don't want to date me. I send it because we as a society have normalized ghosting as a behavior. And I think that is super shitty behavior. And I would like to start trying to denormalize it. And the only way you can do that is by calling it out. That's really true. And so to that end, how about we talk about now us being the perpetrators? Mm, okay. <laughs> I know. It's the harder topic because we don't um, get to be as charming and fun. <laughs> no. But like, I, I will say that I, I understand the desire to ghost because it's certainly easier. It is. And I get that. Although it is easier there is that effect of when we when we do good things such as utilize mature communication we actually then look at ourselves as mature and kind and things and like we associate those positive things with ourselves whereas when we ghost people it's sort of rubber in your glue right like it it is going to bounce back and like it doesn't feel good to treat people poorly no, it does not. And I think that that's one of the reasons that I, that like both of us think it's so important to call it out because that forces that person to hold up that mirror and say like, wow, I treated this person poorly. And I also, before we get into the times we were ghosted stories, not that I'm trying to uh, avoid this, but I also think it's important to say that one of the other reactions I get when I talk about this ghosting script is that it sounds needy or desperate. And I just Mm. want to take this moment to say that sharing your emotions, having emotions, caring how you're treated is neither needy nor desperate. It is extremely healthy. Yes. I am silently applauding in the video. (laughs) I'll have to use this as a video clip so that everybody can see your silent applause. Beautiful. No, I think that that is a great point. Um, Okay, Allie, we have uh, delayed our reality long enough. (laughs) (sighs) And now we must uh, uh, confess to being the perpetrators of the crime. Would you like to go first this time? Sure, I can do that. I definitely have ghosted. And my reasoning absolutely was because it felt easier. And I just felt like I couldn't handle... I couldn't muster the strength to like tell this person that I wasn't interested. And I genuinely, I I don't still feel like I don't harbor it in that way. I don't still feel bad about it, but I definitely, I definitely remember there was like, I remember actually being frustrated with a guy. And so I just ghosted because I was kind of like frustrated with how Mm. the date planning was going. He had, we had said a Sunday and then, but not set a time. And he texted me in the morning and said, I'm going to go surfing. How about we meet up later today? And so I responded, I have this, but I'm free after that. Or, you know, what I sort of responded with like my Sunday schedule. And the text didn't go through. I was frustrated. And I don't know how we're going to make this. I don't know if he turned his phone off to like go in the ocean or like whatever. Yeah. But I remember being annoyed by that and so I sent a subsequent text that said hey for some reason my messages aren't going through so I'm not sure how to 
coordinate this. So I'm going to like run errands. And then a couple hours later, he then, I guess, got them and responded, hey, no worries. What time would be good tonight? And then I just didn't respond. Mm. Yeah, I've definitely done that. I, I, to be kind to myself, I, I understand why I did it. And I can identify the emotions that like drove me to do that. However, I should have just said, why didn't I just say this? It's feeling like we're both busy today. Let's do next week. Even. Yep. Why didn't I just reschedule? Yeah. I, I, I've definitely felt that feeling of frustration of like, oh, this is just too complicated. Like I can't deal. Um, mm-hmm. My, I mean, I've done that before, but my most the ghost, the time that I've ghosted that like sticks with me the most, if you will, is a little bit different from that. People who were following me through the winter will remember the scientist who is a guy that I originally met almost three years ago. And we went on one date and had a great time, but then he like followed up a few times after to go on another date and I, I fully ghosted him. I just never responded to any of his text messages. Um, and I was going through something super significant at the time. Um, my dad was dying Mm -hmm. and so, and he knew that. Um, Mm -hmm. But so I felt very emotionally overwhelmed in general in my life. And I really was not in a place where I should have been going on dates with people and saying I was looking for a relationship, even though that wasn't a lie. I was, but I like shouldn't have been trying to embark upon new relationships, put it that way. Um, And going on dates with people who would be like, assuming that I was in a spot to engage and like evolve a new relationship. I think it's real. Yeah. I just think it's really mature of you to be able to recognize that about yourself now, because I mean, obviously I know that part of your life story and I think I'm so sort of like knee jerk on your side with that stuff (laughs) that, you know, when this story just makes me want to say like, Oh my God, you were going through something like, of course, that was fine. And like, you don't have to ex- explain your da, 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 da. very, very mature of you to still be able to step outside of yourself and say that even though I was going through this, you still, when you sort of bring in somebody else's heart, you owe them kind of a responsibility. And I, I think that takes a lot. And I just want to applaud you for that. Oh, thank you. Um, but I think like there are extenuating circumstances that happen like that. Right. And so Fast forward almost three years when I was living in San Diego for three months over the winter, I actually, I saw him on Hinge, I think. And I actually texted him and I apologized for having ghosted him three years prior. And I said like, because at the time he knew what was going on with my dad, but like, because I ghosted him, he never knew what eventually happened. So I said, you know, you probably guessed this, but my dad passed away and you know, it it was a terrible time for me, but I'm, I'm very sorry that I treated you that way. Um, And if, you're open to it, would love to see if there's still something here. And we went out a few more times and didn't end up working out. But in that sense, I think you could come back from it if there's something, you know, super significant that you then own up to. Yeah. But I I truly hope that, I mean, first of all, I hope I'm never in that kind of emotional state ever again. But I also hope that I wouldn't be in a position to need to come back from something like that ever again. Yes, absolutely. Well, um, you know, Ghosting happens for all sorts of reasons and it comes in all forms as we've established both sort of like big and small. And so now what do you recommend people do instead of ghosting? And on a scale of a full, like no 
true ghost, no response to the maturity of an alley text script. Where would you put my friend <laughs> that sends a ghost emoji to let the person know she is ghosting? What? <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. She she sends that to the per. She is the ghoster sending the ghost emoji. Yes. That's that is savage. Yeah. What do people say to that? What's the response? So I actually, in preparation for this podcast, I asked. <laughs> Great. Thank you. And yeah. And she, usually it's either no response, but one guy did say like, LOL, cool. Got it. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing and I shouldn't be because that is, that is not Allie approved behavior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, oh man, uh, that is um, hilarious. It, it is possibly even worse than not saying anything. Yeah, it is. Because it does really make light of potentially how the other person feels. Yeah, it's basically being like, ha ha, you liked me and I don't like you. Ghost emoji. Like, that's not fun. That's not fun. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so let's talk about the mature thing to do and what your sort of the framework that your text script recommends. Yeah, so and there are... As with all of my scripts, there are more frameworks than scripts. So, you know, first of all, edit it for your own voice. But also, this particular script is more tailored towards someone you've been on, like, one to four dates with, maybe. Not someone that you've, you know, like, let's say, the ghost of my past. This would not have been appropriate for the length of relationship that we'd been in. So, you know, tailor this to your situation. But what I say is, hey, blank, you reply to, like, what they said. Because usually, also, we, we should say that, Typically, I only send this if the person reaches out and the reason in terms of like, hey, let's go out again or, you know, how's your day going? The reason is because if I go out with someone and I don't have a good time and they also don't want to go out again, I feel like I don't need to also say, I don't want to go out with you. Yes. Just rubbing salt in the wound. <laughs> right. So like, I do like to wait. For them to say something that indicates that they do want to go out again for me to send this. Yeah. So reply to what they said and then say, I've had a great time getting to know you, but ultimately I just don't feel that romantic connection I'm looking for. I wish you all the best. Sure. I think that's beautiful. And full disclosure, I have recently used it. Love that. Yes. Yeah. He asked me out and said, I was thinking about like a patio drink for our next date. And um, I said back... Thank you so much for thinking of that. In reflecting on our picnic date, I realized that this was not the romantic connection I was looking for. And he said, you know what? Me too. Like, best of luck. And I was like, great. Perfect. That is not true, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to let him take that. I'm going to let him. That's fine. Exactly. We're going to, we're all going to leave with our dignity and our feelings. <laughs> yes. But that actually brings up an interesting point of like the reactions to this text, because kind of like what we were saying, when you call out someone who's ghosting you, I have gotten a, how dare you be so presumptuous type of response to this text. Ugh, and it's like, I'm rolling my eyes. Dude, listeners you asked me on another date. You, you asked me on another date. You obviously want to go on another date because you asked me on one. There's no presuming here. Yeah, that's absurd ridiculous and i also think we should say that there's a reason why this text is vague and there's a reason why it says i don't feel that romantic connection because 
I don't think, especially in the early stages, I don't think there is any benefit to telling somebody why specifically you don't want to see them again, whether it's because you're not attracted to them or I had a listener reach out or a follower reach out to me and ask and say, I went out with a guy who has kids and I don't want to date someone with kids. Should I tell him that I don't want to date him because he has kids in my text? And I don't think that's necessary. I don't think so either. Especially like he can't change that about himself. So, you know, like that's, that's tough. Yeah. So now you're just going to make this guy feel like he's not desirable because of this thing, which is really subjective because plenty of women would love that or, you know, and then the other piece of this is that the reason I say romantic connection is because that can't be argued with. Mm, mm -hmm. Like the implication is like, I don't want to date. Like I, I see you as a friend. Like I don't want, I don't want to sleep with you basically. Um, and like, you can't argue, <laughs> you can't argue with that. You can't argue with how with someone's feelings. Have you had somebody respond requesting more specifics? Yes. And I have doubled down on the romantic connection vaguety. Uh, yeah. That's wise. In the one scenario where somebody has requested more specifics, I was not attracted to him. And I didn't want to say that because that's like mean and unnecessary. So when he asked for more specifics, I just said, he's like, but we had such a good time. We, you know, we talked for hours, which wasn't actually true, but we had talked for hour. And I just said, I'm like, you're right. Like I I did really enjoy talking to you. But like I said, I'm looking for a a certain kind of romantic connection that I didn't feel. Boom. No. And I think the reason I asked if somebody had asked for specifics is because I think it's pretty easy to get like sucked into that. Yes. And that also, like I said, this is geared towards early stage dating. I think it's very different if you're legitimately breaking up with someone. That looks different and also probably shouldn't be a text message. Yes, of course. Absolutely. So I think we have, for at least the time being, talked a lot about all the different types of ghosting. And, you know, if a listener wants to send us your screenshots of either like using this successfully or maybe if it goes disastrously, like we'd love to see it all. So like, please um, let us know after you go to findingmrheight.com and use those text scripts. Uh, Let us know how it goes. I want to switch us to our wonderful five-star reviewers. We have a lot this week that is both sort of like emotionally overwhelming and also overwhelming to read them all on the podcast. So Allie, how are we going to handle this? So I'm thinking that we will shout out all the usernames and then I've picked one of my favorites and I'm going to put you on the spot in this moment to pick your favorite and we can read those. So if you give us a five-star review in the future, if you make it extra good, maybe we'll read it. Perfect. So shout out to the usernames, Marilyn 80s2, Carmela King, Julie K, Jessia, CatMG98, Deal With It, and Sweet Wine to Dine. Five-star reviews this week. Thank you. Um, and my favorite is from Deal With It, and the subject is like hanging with friends. They said, listen to this podcast, truly felt like hanging out with friends and trading dating war stories and advice. I laughed out loud. I gained new insight into my own patterns and I kept thinking about other topics I'm looking forward to them covering. Definitely would recommend. Thanks, deal with it. That's such a nice one. And I am going to read Carmela King's, which is called Here for the Real Talk. I'm loving this podcast. Allie and Rourke work fantastically together. Their conversation is genuine and jam-packed with truth bombs that will truly impact my life. Can't wait for more episodes. Thanks for the encouragement to stick to my boundaries and to not give up on finding Mr. Height. I think that's such a good one. Yes, Carmela, such a good one. I love it. Yes, and I think it also hits on like the stuff we're kind of like trying to do. That is so true that it's like in a bubble. 
Well, that wraps up another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. This was so fun, Rourke. I've, I've loved being here with you as usual. And I will talk to you as soon as possible. Yeah, talk to you in the next like 15 minutes if we're being realistic. <laughs> Love it. All right. Have a good night. Bye, girl. Bye.